Y'all, the show that is all about the South is back with you here. It's Wednesday. Welcome into the middle of the week on the All Southern Show. I'm John Rawl, and it's good to be with you here on this All Dixie program. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll have our ACC insider, Jonathan Leifheit, stop by. It is ACC tournament time. Believe it or not, some games are already in the books, and we'll get the latest from Jonathan when we have our ACC spotlight, plenty of basketball news to pass along. Plus, with some, we got some ACC football transactions to share with you when we have our ACC spotlight in just a few minutes. In hour two of today's program, we started off with hashtag Hullabaloo, and then we go to Music Row, where we'll track down Precious Harris and the Nashville Music Line. That's ahead in hour two of today's y'all if you want to connect to us here our number is 803-816-1170 at y'all show on twitter at y'all show on instagram check us out on the all new improved website y'all.com y-a-l-l.com we've got links to the shows there and we've got plenty of great editorial for you to peruse and it's free of charge y'all.com also check out y'all.com on facebook like us and share with your friends we're trying to grow this thing big time and we need your help so i'm asking a favor go to facebook search for y'all.com and like us and we've got some great stories up today i just saw where we've got a really good story about austin texas we've got a story about chattanooga named one of the top cities in the country in a certain category all that and more at y'all.com and y'all.com on facebook well, as we get ready to start the headlines on today's show, I've got to just get this off my chest. On Tuesday, man, I had the high of highs and the low of lows happen to me. Well, not not the low of lows. I, I, I'm kind of teasing in a, a little bit here. But what's the one thing that no one really enjoys going to do? Uh, that would be going to the dentist. And sure enough, I sat in the dental chair, even had a cavity they carved out of my head on tuesday and it was pretty brutal it it was a cavity they really got their money's worth when they operated on me on that thing because it was it was painful for them to get that out it was very uncomfortable too and there's a difference between being pain having pain and and then being just uncomfortable i was gagging i told them that they needed to go teach the military how to waterboard after that incident because it was it was pretty it was pretty bad but i i survived so i had that low on tuesday of sitting in a dental chair and i had to reward myself and the way i rewarded myself was i went to waffle house and i've got to brag on waffle house first of all the waffle house i went to i was the only customer in the restaurant now it was like four o'clock in the afternoon when i stumbled in there that's not exactly prime time in waffle house country and hey if you're like me the time has changed this week and i, I think that's got something to do with people's eating habits i think people are uh, still an hour uh, i guess ahead of time or behind time i don't know what it would be but i was the only one in there eating for most of the entire time i was in that waffle house and i ate in i'm not a guy that likes to get my food and run i like to eat in when i'm at a place like waffle house or frankly <laughs> any place but let me brag on waffle house because they've got some pretty good menu items as they always have but they've got something that I want to brag about called the value dollars menu at Waffle House. And if you're on a budget and you don't want to overdo it when you go into the to the Waffle House, well, this is a really good option, the value dollars menu. For example, for just $1, you can order the original Angus hamburger. And it's not much to it. It's just a simple kids burger essentially, 
but it's only a dollar. That's pretty darn good. You also, for one dollar, can order the grilled biscuit and jelly. Now, here's what I ordered. I wanted to, I wanted to really reward myself, and I could have got some kind of combo. But what I did is I spent two dollars, and I ordered a double original Angus cheeseburger, and I had it with all the fixing. So I, I think I paid a little extra to get lettuce, tomato, and onion put on it. But it was darn good for two dollars and change. A pretty darn good option. Now, like I said, I was really wanting to reward myself, and I've been eating better lately, and this probably wasn't the best meal to be telling you about on worldwide television and radio today, but I splurged, and I spent $3 also, in addition to getting my double original Angus cheeseburger, I spent three whopping dollars, and I bought the sausage, egg, and cheese grits bowl, and that's what I'm going to brag about. It's only got 360 calories. I think it's a pretty good deal. But one thing I enjoy is the combination of grits and scrambled eggs. And this bowl, which is a healthy portion when I ordered it for $3, it's got the grits, it's got the eggs, and it's got chunks of sausage in there. And I got some butter, not a lot. I added a little butter, salt, pepper. And for 3 bucks, one heck of a deal. And the good news about Waffle House is essentially they're everywhere in the South. And I am excited that for less than 10 bucks, I bought a unsweet tea to go along with my meal for less than 10 bucks. And that included a very generous tip. I was able to have a darn good Southern meal and a darn good time at Waffle House. So there is my public service announcement of the day bragging about the food at Waffle House. And I don't know if you like yours smothered, covered, chunked, diced, peppered, capped, topped, or country. They got it all with Waffle House. And by the way, I didn't do that. See, that's where you go wrong at a place like Waffle House. You, If you want to try to eat just a little healthier, you got to stay away from the hash browns. You got to stay away from the fries. And that's what I did. I, I just got the simple burger and I got the grits, which may, may not be the healthiest thing, but they're certainly better than fries, I'm pretty darn sure, especially for anybody like me trying to avoid or delay getting diabetes. Grits, uh, I think, are pretty healthy. I mean, they're corn, for goodness sake. And I didn't load it up with butter. I just got the eggs and, and some of that sausage put in there. Okay, doctor, I apologize if I broke the trend. But sometimes you got to reward yourself. And this was not, in my opinion, going too far overboard. But let me educate y'all on all these terms I just rattled off. You've heard of the smothered, covered, and chunk. But I'm sitting here looking at the menu. And just in case you're not totally sure at Waffle House what these terms mean when you order hash browns. Smothered is sautéed onions, covered, melted cheese, chunked, hickory-smoked ham, diced, it's when you have grilled tomatoes put in there, peppered, jalapeno peppers, capped is grilled mushrooms added to your order, topped is Burt's chili, that would be good with your hash browns, and then country is adding sausage gravy to your hash brown order. So, what is that? eight different options there when you get hash browns usually the first few are the ones that get all the attention smattered covered and chunk but don't leave out diced and peppered and capped and topped and country and could you imagine getting all of these on the same order in fact waffle house charges 50 cents for the first topping 40 cents extra for additional topping so what is that 40 times 7 is 210, 210 plus 50 is 260, 260 plus 
an order regular orders 240 so you're going to pay five bucks to get a regular order of hash browns and it's got every single thing on it maybe that's worth it i think it might just be if you deserve it and that'll fill you up i mean you're talking onions and ham and jalapeno peppers and all that darn right maybe you deserve it in fact waffle house is going to see tons of people walking in the door today all because you heard it right here on the y'all show but hope you have some fun and we love our waffle house good old atlanta georgia based company well a southern based company well the southern tier of new york is where it started at least dick sporting goods it's now based out of pittsburgh dick started back in 1948 when the man named dick stack got it going in binghamton new york and now it's based in pittsburgh well dick sporting goods is going to remove hunting guns from 125 stores the ceo that would be dick's son ed ed stack said it will remove guns and other hunting gear from these locations across the country each of those stores reported underperforming sales in those categories according to the wall street journal the locations have not been announced but all you second amendment defenders out there dick sporting goods announcing this week it will stop selling firearms at more than 100 of its stores and i don't know what that really means dicks operates by the way 729 stores in 47 states chances are you are not too far from a dick sporting goods store right now could this be a secret way of just removing guns from their store and caving in to political pressure or is is it this exactly what mr stack said these are going to be removed from underperforming stores not sure but you better head to dick sporting goods real quick if you're looking for that special gun for saint patrick's day a fourth a fourth victim has died in the city of new orleans after a hammer attack and sadly this latest victim is a girl that's only 14 years old she died from her injuries that also killed her mother younger brother and a cousin all this happened last week in the new orleans area jefferson parish coroner Jerry Sadovinich said Monday that a fourth victim of the March 6th attack had died. Uh, had died. And news outlets are reporting that Emmett Rhodes said his granddaughter, Nalshana Riley, was removed from life support after being declared brain dead. And Rhodes said her sister, 12-year-old Adriana Riley, is now the sole survivor in critical condition but improving. And this attack also killed 32-year-old Christina Riley and 10-year-old Aiden Riley and 9-year-old Deriana Encolade. Authorities said Christina Riley's 33-year-old boyfriend, Terrence Leonard, attacked her after bludgeoning the children while they slept. And again, this is all after a hammer attack has now killed a fourth victim in New Orleans, Louisiana. A Democrat from Georgia is now pushing what's called testicular bill of rights to parody the heartbeat abortion bill. State Representative Darshan Kendrick in Georgia is putting this legislation forward, banning vasectomies and requiring men to get permission from their sex partners before obtaining a prescription for Viagra or any erectile dysfunction medication. The legislation would also restrict men's access to pornography and sex toys. This Democrat says she proposed the legislation to parody a restrictive new abortion bill known as the Heartbeat Bill, which was approved by the state's House of Representatives last week. And this legislation bans most abortions after a doctor can detect a heartbeat in the womb, 
which is usually during around six weeks into the pregnancy. Kendrick tweeted part of an email she sent to legislative council directing them to draft a bill she calls the Testicular Bill of Rights. She tweeted on Monday, you want some regulation of bodies and choice? Done. I don't know if this is a publicity stunt or just pure meanness coming out of this Congress, this this state representative there and Georgia state representative Darshan Kendrick, a female state lawmaker in Georgia. But she's getting attention here on the Y'all Show with her testicular bill of rights. Get out of here. Here's news about another Georgia Democrat, Stacey Abrams, who unsuccessfully ran for governor in Georgia in 2018. She says that a 2020 White House bid is definitely on the table. She announced this at the South by Southwest conference in Austin, Texas over the weekend. And she said she wouldn't be ready to run until at least 2028 originally. But now she's kind of kind of rethinking things. She's 45 years old. And she's repeatedly blamed voter fraud for her defeat in Georgia, as she would have become the first black woman to become a governor in all of America. She went on to be the person who delivered the response to the State of the Union address when President Trump gave that a few weeks ago. But now, Stacey Abrams, who I don't think has a job at all right now, she's just going to things like South by Southwest. She is going out right now saying that she might just consider running here in 2020. She tweeted in quote in, in hashtag lead from the outside. I explore how to be intentional about plans, but flexible enough to adapt 20 years ago. I never thought I'd be ready to run for president of the United States before 2028, but life comes at you fast. As I shared in Q and a at South by Southwest. Now 2020 is definitely on the table and we're, Waiting to see what she says. Waiting to also see what Joe Biden ends up doing as he's rumored to be putting his hand up and saying, I want to run for president. And the Iowa caucuses, the polling out there has him well ahead. If if he indeed runs, he, he may just get that nomination from the Democratic side. Now, a story from Alabama. Remember how President Trump and Melania flew down to East Alabama on Friday of last week to look at the tornado damage in Beauregard, Alabama? Well, there was some speculation that that was not Melania that flew to Alabama with the president on Friday. And the White House is now flat out denying this Internet conspiracy that a body double replaced Melania Trump on that trip to Alabama. The spokesperson for Melania Trump, Stephanie Grisham, responded to the theory in a tweet, singling out the talk show The View for discussing the supposed body double. She put out a tweet that said, The First Lady of the United States and the President of the United States traveled to Alabama to pay their respects and comfort victims of the tornado devastation. In typical fashion, The View chooses to laugh in the face of tragedy. Shameful. Those are the words from Stephanie Grisham in the white house the views anna devaro and joy behar had discussed the matter the show on the show monday seemingly laughing off the idea of behar however later pointed to one photo and said that one does not look like mrs trump sorry i was going to go along with this but that one in that picture does not look like her it's a different shaped face now joy behar that's just not funny and that's pretty stupid for you to come out and say that and look i don't know too many women that could kind of look like melania trump she is one beautiful lady and i don't think anybody can we can impersonate donald trump i don't think anybody can do melania trump any good 
when it comes to impersonation. Back to Confederate craziness here on the Y'all Show. We've been telling you about how in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, they've been trying to remove a Confederate statue. And sadly, on Tuesday, that happened at the old courthouse in downtown Winston-Salem as crews gathered on the old courthouse grounds and removed this statue that had been standing guard for more than a century. And it was removed after a lot of legal maneuvering. A judge ruled in January that the United Daughters of the Confederacy could not keep this from being removed. And he said that now that this was on private land, the judge said it could be removed. It's a 30-foot high Confederate statue and includes a granite statue atop a base and a column dedicated in 1905. And it's an anonymous soldier in a Confederate uniform resting his rifle stock against the ground. Of course, North Carolina lost more soldiers in the Civil War than any state. And in downtown Winston-Salem, where this statue had been on guard for 114 years, it's now out of there. It's going to go to some kind of warehouse and perhaps to some kind of cemetery. This is, another again, another trick where you're going to essentially, it's going to be forgotten about. And something that was on guard for 114 years, now being deemed by the mayor of Winston-Salem, Alan Joins, as a public nuisance. This is what they're calling it. It's been there for 114 years, and now all of a sudden, it's a public nuisance. It's got to go away. That's what happened on Tuesday. More Confederate craziness. This comes from Fort Myers, Florida, which is in Lee County, a county named after Robert E. Lee. Fort Myers police are investigating to find out who toppled over a statue of Robert E. Lee overnight on Monday in downtown Fort Myers. Sure enough, it's a giant statue with the head of general lee on top of it and someone came and knocked it over the police department says the unknown suspect or suspects loosened the bus from its pedestal on monroe street and knocked the monument to the ground no telling what's going to happen the local naacp president said that it should never have been up symbols of hate is not acceptable i don't think it's the best english there by the way james Buwalk or whatever your name is there in Fort Myers, Florida. But General Lee knocked over. Hopefully they'll get it back up in Lee County. In fact, a local poll did a a polling in Fort Myers, W-I-N-K News, and 85% said to put it back in its place. 15% said permanently removed. So follow the people's desire and get it back up there immediately. Uh, just And it's a giant head of General Robert E. Lee there in Fort Myers. President Donald Trump has made the home of civil rights icon. I, I, I guess you could call it that. He actually died, was assassinated at his home back in the 1960s. Medgar Evers, his home is now going to become a national monument there in Jackson, Mississippi. The president signed a bill Tuesday establishing the Medgar and Murley Evers Home National Monument in Jackson. Evers was Mississippi's first NAACP field secretary beginning in 1954. He helped lead voter registration drives and boycotts to push for racial equality, and he was assassinated by a white supremacist outside that home in Jackson on June 12, 1963. And Merle Evers, his wife, his widow, would go on to become the national chairwoman of the NAACP from 1995 to 1998. For many years, the home has been part of Tougaloo College in Jackson, Mississippi, but now the National Park Service will take it over as it will become a national historic landmark and it will be a national monument, the home of 
civil rights figure Medgar Evers. In fact, the airport in Jackson, Mississippi is known as the Medgar Evers Airport. Hey, how about some theme park news? Universal Orlando is revealing details about a new Harry Potter theme roller coaster. So if you like Harry Potter, you need to get to Universal Orlando Resort real soon and check it out. The Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure will take guests through the Forbidden Forest. Guests will either ride Hagrid's motorcycle or board the sidecar. And Universal said the coaster will go both forward and backward at speeds of up to 50 miles per hour. And those 40 inch, inches and taller can ride. And they hope to get this thing going this year. So that is great news for all you Harry Potter fans. Now, there's even better news if you've been under a rock, which evidently I have because I had no idea about this. Of course, I'm not a Trekkie. And so that, or it's not a Trekkie. I'm not a Star Wars junkie. I'm also not a Star Trek junkie. But Star Wars is getting ready to open up a huge deal at Disney World in Florida and in California. And we now have the opening dates for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge as it will open at both the California and Florida versions of Disney World. So if you want to go to Anaheim in California, it's going to take off there on May 31st. Then, at Hollywood Studios Park at Disney World in Orlando, the Star Wars section will open up on August 29th. Now, I don't know exactly what all is going to be part of the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but I can bet you bottom dollar it's going to be a massive tourist attraction because I think everybody but me has seen at least one Star Wars movie at some point and a big-time boost for tourism in the South with more people heading to Disney World and checking out the Star Wars exhibit. Walmart is going to change its returns process. Listen up, all you Walmart shoppers. The nation's largest retailer will open, well, they're going to allow customers to make returns and get refunds at the front door. The returns will be soon be handled by customer host. And the president and CEO of Walmart, Greg Foran, said that you're going to be able to do a refund right at the front door of the store. We're not asking you to go to the service desk. Well, that's a great thing because, man, if you've ever been in Walmart, especially on payday, and you've just got to return something, you've got to stand in that long line, people trying to get their checks cashed or send money orders, and that's a good thing. I think it's also a – it's kind of weird when you do a return at Walmart. You've bought it. You've got a receipt, but it looks like you're stealing the darn thing if you don't know any better. So here, Walmart, Greg Foran, president CEO of the Arkansas-based company, they're going to move that return desk up to the front door. That is darn good news, all you attention Walmart shoppers. More business news, lumber liquidators. You've heard the ads. You've seen, perhaps, lumber liquidators merchandise out there. This Virginia-based company is going to have to pay $33 million to settle U.S. fraud charges. And this is happening as a federal authorities have accused the company of falsely saying its Chinese-made laminate flooring met formaldehyde emission standards, and it didn't. The Tanio, Virginia-based company, is one of the biggest retailers of flooring products in the U.S. Its settlements of criminal and civil fraud charges related to the statements it made back in 2015 were announced Tuesday by the Justice Department and the Securities and Exchange Commission. Under this agreement, the Justice Department will defer prosecution of lumber liquidators and dismiss the charges after three years on condition the company takes remedial actions. 
The CEO of Lumber Liquidators, Dennis Knoll, said in a statement the company has made sweeping changes and will continue to take steps with the new executive team to better lumber liquidators. So hoping to get things fixed as they're paying a whopping $33 million to settle fraud charges for that Virginia-based company. Bad news on the business front from the state of Mississippi. In Canton, Nissan's got a big plant there just north of Jackson, Mississippi, and Nissan's going to lay off 381 workers. They're actually contractors at the Mississippi plant, and that's down from the 700 workers originally projected to be laid off. So not good news, but it could have been worse. About 6,000 employees and contractors work at Nissan. That was about 6,400 were there in January. Nissan cut production of the NV passenger and cargo vans from two shifts to one on January 25th. And they also cut production of the Nissan Titan and Frontier pickups from three shifts to two on Jan- on February 22nd. And the Japanese automaker is reducing North American production, citing low profits. But not good news business-wise for those workers in Canton, Mississippi. And our last story on headlines today comes from East Tennessee in Maryville. We told you about this story a few weeks ago. A man there in Maryville, he got mad at an online order. I think he was a delivery guy, and he decided to dip his testicles in salsa. Well, unfortunately, we've got another story related to this man, 31-year-old Howard Matthew Webb. He pleaded guilty Tuesday, but he pleaded to an amended charge of misdemeanor assault offensive touching, and he apparently chuckled after entering his plea and was then scolded by Blunt County General Sessions Court Judge Robert Hedrick. The judge told Webb the situation is abhorrent and that he found nothing about it cute or funny. So Mr. Webb laughing at the judge after this gross salsa violation. You reckon he's learned his lesson? He was arrested last month and initially charged with felony adulteration of food, and the delivery driver allegedly recorded it and posted a video online saying it was retribution for an 89-cent tip for an almost 30-minute drive. And news outlets are reporting that Webb was sentenced to six months probation. I don't think he's laughing about that. (laughs) When we come back on the Y'all Show, Jonathan Leifheit, our ACC go-to guy, is coming on, and we're going to talk about the ACC tournament and more. That's up next on Y'all. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 7575. That's promo code 7575 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now.
It's the ACC Spotlight on this, the Wednesday Y'all with John Rawl. Welcome back. It's ACC Tournament Time, and it's going on in Charlotte this year. We've got Jonathan Leithheit joining us now. He's with CBS Sports Digital and 247sports.com. Happy ACC Tournament Week, Jonathan. Yep, it's an exciting time of the of the year. A lot of teams are earning their berths this week, and uh, and all the major conference tournaments are kicking off, and uh, they'll be wrapping up this weekend. We're talking about berths. Happy birthday, but it's B-E-R-T-H, I believe is what you're indicating. That I am. <laughs> hey, well, we want to talk about the tournament, but let's give proper credit to two teams that tied for the regular season title in the ACC, and that would be the UNC Tar Heels. I don't want to talk about them a lot. They've won a lot of these things. But how about the Virginia Cavaliers as they have won another regular season title? That's something that doesn't happen all that often. And Tony Bennett, the head coach of the Cavaliers, was named ACC Coach of the Year, his fourth honor, which is the third most all-time. Go Hoos! Yeah, uh, Bennett has done a fantastic job of kind of taking that program to the next level. They are uh, a perennial challenger now to the to the ACC uh, crown, and then also uh, they've been uh, highly regarded going into the NCAA tournament. And hopefully, this coming year we won't see them uh, uh, lose to the Labradors or whatever it was, the Retrievers, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the number 16 seed so uh acc needs them to advance a little further than just getting there yeah well coach bennett he actually and correct me if i'm wrong every time i hear his name mentioned i'm thinking he's about to bust out in a song right yeah absolutely i'm waiting for it any day now yeah coach bennett of the virginia cavaliers well he gave a pre-acc tournament presser let's go hear a little bit of the coach speaking in charlottesville earlier in the week obviously the last time i sat here we we're talking about our um regular season conference championship and that test over two and a half months 18 games now you're going into a different kind of tournament where it's one and done and um and then same with the ncaa tournament um just being as ready as we can and and pressing on you know i i think everybody's gonna say well that's you're going back to charlotte that's where you, you played and you lost to umbc um we've tried to grow as much as we can and learn from it um it's all been talked about enough. It's time really to press on and get ready to play. There's not a whole lot more to be said. Um, and we'll play a good Clemson or a good NC State team, really good. We're both playing good ball, and you're going to have to play your best. And we know we understand that. So just getting as ready as we can. Got one more practice um, and then and being ready to play. And it's time, like I said, kind of press on. That's sort of the message with um, taking what's obviously all of the good experiences from this year good experiences from last year and growing from the hard ones too and that was virginia head basketball coach tony bennett as his cavaliers wrapped up the regular season as co-champions of the acc and they move on to charlotte as the top of the top of the i guess the the food chain alongside north carolina in the acc tournament jonathan let's kind of look at how things are going to shape out we already have some games in the books in the ACC on Tuesday, Miami took care of business against Wake Forest. You had Notre Dame taking care of business against Georgia Tech. And then in the final game on Tuesday, it was Pitt taking care of business against Boston College. Those three teams move on to play today. Yep, you had two upsets in that mix. Uh, Notre Dame was the number 15 seed, and they upset uh, my number 10 uh, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets uh, 
um, built up a big lead and then held on. Miami uh, just had a kind of a solid game against uh, against Wake Forest. And then the other upset was uh, Pitt, the number 14 seed, beating number 11 seed uh, Boston College by 10, 80 70. All right, well, let's talk about Josh Patner's his Georgia Tech basketball team, Jonathan. This is a team that, uh, they, I mean, he's been there, what, three years now? And I would say yeah. he, he he's had a good opportunity, and it just things don't seem to be getting much better. They're not horrible, but they're not great. Well, I, I would actually argue they might be a little horrible, but okay. they're certainly they're, they're not there. So uh, Patner's big issue has been uh, really kind of uh, – has been something everybody thought he was good at, and that was recruiting. And uh, he really has, uh, the 2019 season, um, he really has kind of struck out. Um, so for him, uh, when he came in, he said his goal was to, to get the program to a point where they get old and stay old. So um, really, they haven't kind of gotten there yet. But one thing they've got to do is uh, the t- 2020 class, they've got to close on some guys and get some guys into the program, or they're going to be, uh, in a world of hurt, they still he still has some opportunities. Um, if you look at kind of the guys that are the main contributors, um, there's two freshmen, uh, two sophomores, and a junior. So really, the main the main contributors aren't going to be gone next year, and uh, all of them will be a, another year older. So from that perspective, he's still got some opportunities, but he's going to have to start. We're going to have to start seeing some improvement. I think or that seat's going to get warm pretty quickly for him. Yeah, I mean, it's been a tough ride for Passner and the Jackets this year. Now, one highlight, Jonathan, I don't know if you saw that game they had in Raleigh against NC State. I saw the last couple of minutes of that one, and that was, if you want to see an exciting basketball game, that was a great finish for Georgia Tech uh, on the road, and they kind of closed down that regular season with a nice road win, but unfortunately couldn't take it into the tournament, and they fall on Tuesday to Notre Dame in a really bad performance there in the tournament. Yeah, they uh, did close out the season with three wins out of their last five. Uh, now, I will note that the, those three came against uh, – um, one of them was against uh, Boston College, the number 11 seed. The other one was against uh, Pitt and then the aforementioned NC State. So none of them really in the upper half of the ACC in terms of standings. Uh, but nonetheless, that was good to see them do that. But then you're right. They absolutely laid an egg today against Notre Dame. At one point when I was watching it, Notre Dame was up by 19 points. Uh, this was kind of midway through the second half. They they did rally to make a game of it, got within three, um, but then fell short. All right, today's lineup, you may be tuning in and it may be over with, depending on when you're listening to us. NC State and Clemson are the first game today. Miami and Virginia Tech are the fifth game of the ACC tournament. And then the evening slate includes Notre Dame and Louisville, and then Pitt and Syracuse face off in the late game tonight in uptown charlotte on thursday these teams will be playing for the first time they're your top four seeds in the acc tourney virginia has got that first game on thursday followed by florida state then unc is the evening contest and then the late evening contest is the duke blue devils and so some good times in charlotte if you're able to make it to the acc tournament this year now jonathan i found a story about some great acc freshman basketball players but these are from UNC. I think Duke's gotten so much attention for their freshman crop of talent. But how about the job that Kobe White and Nasir Little have been doing at UNC this year? Yeah, they've done a pretty good job. Um, you know, uh, Roy Williams is known for for uh, kind of being tougher for freshmen to break in the line in the, into the lineup. He's got a little 
more complex systems. So it's been pretty tough, but these two guys have certainly, uh, certainly done quite well. And I believe that uh, just recently, one of the, uh, the other night, both uh, Kobe White and Nazir Little, the two freshmen you were mentioning, both went over uh, 20 points in a game. And I think that's the first time that maybe the fir- first time in a very long time that that's happened um, since like 2003 or something like that. So 16 years since it's, since it's happened uh, with a Roy Williams coach team. So that ought to tell you kind of how rare it is to see that kind of thing happen. In your opinion, Jonathan, of course, UNC is one of the premier teams in all of college basketball. But is Roy Williams, is he really that good of a recruiter? Well, absolutely. He is, uh, he's pulled in, you know, top, top notch talent uh, year in and year out. So, um, you know, now you could argue that, that UNC kind of, uh, kind of recruits itself given their history, but, you know, we saw what Matt Doherty did. He didn't recruit quite to the level that Williams did and, or has and uh, didn't do as well. So, uh, Roy Williams is definitely a very good recruiter and, and, uh, he recruits, he, uh, excuse me, he employs a staff that does is, Full of good recruiters as well. All right. And a reminder for all you Tar Heel fans out there, you got a couple of seniors in this crop of players. Cameron Johnson, Kenny Williams, and a guy that seems like he's been at UNC since Brad Daughtery was there, Luke May. He's finally a senior at UNC. Yeah, and Luke May, I believe, was just named the uh, ACC Academic Player of the Year recently, too. So uh, he's done it on the court and off the court. Yeah. UNC is certainly going to be one of your forces in the March Madness Tournament. And that all begins next week. But first things first, you got to get through the ACC Tournament. Now, Jonathan, I did see Virginia was celebrating their regular season crown. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the ACC not even recognize a regular season champion until here lately? Well, I don't know that they've ever had an official. There's never been really kind of a an ACC regular season champion type of deal. I think they started actually bringing it up in recent years, but the ACC champion has always been the, the tournament champion, and uh, it'll probably continue on. Well, that's what I thought, but I saw in Charlottesville they had hardware they were holding, and I think they cut down the nets and everything else. Yeah, they still. I, I think they do have something like that. I just don't think it's of much significance to be well, honest. Well, when you got as many teams as the ACC has for basketball, I guess it's 15 teams total in the league. No, well, for basketball, it's fifteen. It yeah, is. for fifteen. So when you when you're tied or number one, undisputed number one out of fifteen teams, that is cause for celebration. So kudos, who's fans? If you if you jumped the gun and went out and celebrated a, a so called regular season crown. All right, Jonathan. Before we move on to the other sports of the ACC, let's talk some women's college basketball. As you have the tournament, it's been announced the seeds for women's college basketball and notre dame ended up winning the acc women's basketball championship the acc got eight bids in the ncaa women's tournament and that is the leader in all of college basketball the sec had seven bids in this new women's tournament jonathan any thoughts on how the acc teams might face in this women's tournament yeah, I think Notre Dame is, is probably going to be one of the clear favorites. Uh, there are, um, you've got your four number ones. You've also got UConn, Baylor, and Mississippi State. Um, but, uh, uh, Notre Dame is, is clear, clearly a pretty good team. Um, also of interest, you've got, uh, NC State and Miami both came in with, uh, three seeds. So that's pretty good. And I've neglected to mention also Syracuse did the same thing. So, 
the ACC has placed, uh, you know, there's four teams that are in a kind of a top three seed. That's four out of the top, really 12 teams. Um, that's a, a really impressive record that they've done. And then you've got a few others that are kind of further down the list, like uh, North Carolina sitting at nine, Clemson sitting at nine. Uh, who am I missing here? Looking at Florida the State's in there, too. Florida State's in there. Let's see where they're at. They're a six seed. Yeah, they're 60. By the way, I don't mention that. Florida State and Notre Dame are both in the Chicago Regional. And in the first kind of grouping of games, Florida State's going to be playing in College Park, Maryland, the old ACC team, the Terps hosting that. And Florida State is going to face off against the Tennessee Lady Vols at an 11 seed. And frankly, Jonathan, I know this isn't an SEC spotlight. I didn't think Tennessee was even going to make it to the postseason this year. Yeah, they've, uh, you know, struggled. Pat Summit, you know, built a, a legendary program and was an, an unbelievable coach. And, you know, as is as typically the case, you follow a legend. It's usually hard to kind of fill those foot uh, into those, uh, fill those shoes in. So they've been struggling a little bit, but I think they're, they managed to write the ship down the stretch to get just enough in to get them into the tournament. Yep. All right. Other ACC teams that are hosting in this women's college basketball tournament, Syracuse host Louisville is hosting a regional, and you have the Greensboro bracket of the women's basketball tournament. And within that subset, you have the Raleigh regional where NC State is the big dog there. You also have a Charlotte regional, but that's not because of an ACC team. The South Carolina Gamecocks are the host team there in Charlotte. The reason they're hosting that in the Queen City is because they have a March Madness first round deal going on in Columbia. They had to find a place to play. And I believe Bojangles Coliseum there in Charlotte is going to serve as the host of that particular deal. Arizona State, James Madison, and Princeton out of the Ivy will be facing off alongside the Gamecocks in that particular regional. Other ACC teams hosting Miami Hurricanes. They've got a regional in South Florida. And Notre Dame's got the South Bend Regional going on as they're the number one seed in that bracket there. So a little women's college basketball news, and we'll keep you updated on how that progresses. When we come back on the Y'all Show, Jonathan and I are going to switch over to the sport of college football, and we'll also give you a quick college baseball update. All that ahead in our segment on ACC Sports coming up. Hey, guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. Right now, get your first month supply for free. All you pay is just $5 for your medical consultation when you go to 4hems.com slash play. After that, it's just 30 bucks for a month's supply. Sure beats paying big bucks for just one blue pill, doesn't it? Plus, you won't need an awkward in-person doctor's appointment to get the prescription. Hims has doctors online who can prescribe the medication, and a pharmacy sends it right to your door. It's affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To get your first order for just five bucks, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hims.com slash play. That's 4hims.com slash play for your first month for just five bucks. 4hims.com slash play. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details.
A little tomahawk chopping here on the ACC Spotlight. I'm John Rawl, joined by Jonathan Leifheit of CBS Sports Digital. Also, he is with 247sports.com. And Jonathan, we finally have some good news. Speaking of Florida State, as Wisconsin quarterback Alex Hornibrook has announced that he's going to be heading to Tallahassee and suiting up for the Knowles. Yeah, and uh, I think I've berated uh, Willie Taggart pretty good on here about his inability to recruit a quarterback, and looks like he finally got one, even though this particular quarterback will only have uh, have uh, one year of eligibility left. Uh, but Hornibrook did a pretty good job uh, there at uh, Wisconsin. He was 26-6 and as a starter, um, and then uh, in uh, the, the games he played in 2018, I believe he went down with an injury late. Uh, almost 60% of his passes, 1,532 yards and 13 touchdowns with 11 interceptions. So uh, looks like uh, James Blackman will finally get some uh, competition. Um, as I mentioned before, he was the previously the only scholarship quarterback that the Knowles had. Um, they also did get a uh, transfer, Jordan Travis, from Louisville, um, but he'll likely, uh, I'd say it's probably likely he'll have to sit out uh, in 2019. So there will only be two quarterbacks on scholarship. Any reason at all Hornerbrook would leave Wisconsin where he was entrenched as a starting quarterback to go to Tallahassee? Uh, you know, I'm not really sure the story there. Um, I saw that he was transferring to FSU, never got a chance to really look into what he was looking at and why he was headed headed somewhere else. I think, you know, in some cases, some kids just want to get a change of scenery, want to try something out, and this is what he's going to do. Maybe, let's say, a conspiracy theory, he's tired of shoveling snow. I don't think you got to do that too much in Tallahassee. No, uh, as I've told my my relatives in the uh, hinterlands of the of the north, um, in the in the summertime when it's miserable for us, at least I don't have to wake up and shovel heat. <laughs> All right, let's talk some future football stars here, Jonathan. Clemson is adding to its 2020 recruiting class as they got the number 18 person in the 2020 class to commit to Dabo Sweeney. And the Tigers offensive lineman Mitchell Mays, as he is a guy who's had offers from Auburn, Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, and others. He's a six foot four, 315 pound prospect from Leesville High School in Raleigh, North Carolina. And this big 300 pounder plus, I guess, is, well, he's planning to go play for the Clemson Tigers. Thoughts on this latest pickup for the Tigers? Well, the rich get richer. That's, uh, I think, the one thing you can definitely say about it. Um, I believe that uh, Mays is the probably. I believe he's the third uh, top three hundred uh, um, uh, commit for just on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've gotten really uh, a lot of uh, talent coming in on the offensive line, and we all know that's kind of where it starts, you know, there. So uh, he, they also added Paul, and I don't know how you say his last name, Paul Tachio. And Walker Parks, uh, both of them are uh, uh, top 300 as well. And uh, uh, really, so again, the rich get richer. College baseball, there's two teams in the ACC in the top 10 of college baseball. Florida State is number 10, and the Louisville Cardinals are at number 7 in D1Baseball.com's rankings of teams. 
the ACC schedule for this weekend. The Louisville Cardinals travel to Durham to take on the Duke Blue Devils. Notre Dame and Clemson have a series this weekend. Florida State, that top 10 team, they're at number 20 NC State this weekend. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets have the Virginia Cavaliers coming into Atlanta this weekend. The Pitt Panthers and Virginia Tech get together on the diamond. North Carolina, they're ranked number 15. They host the Miami Hurricanes this weekend. And Wake Forest and Boston College have a series in winston-salem and that's your acc spotlight for this week jonathan thank you ever so much sir thank you very much you guys have a great rest of the week and we can't let you go without a prediction who's going to take on that acc tournament title on sunday well uh, my opinion is if zion williamson is able to get back healthy for the, the, for the blue devils it'll be them um if not i'm going to go with the tar heels i think they're they're they've got the hot hand right now and I think there's a pretty good shot that they'll win. All right. Well, Jonathan, you know, we need some more excitement from you. So who is our dark horse? Who is the team not North Carolina or or Virginia or Duke? Is there a chance that any of the other teams in the ACC could actually win this darn thing? Yeah, I think uh, probably um, – I think Florida State, um, and they are the number four seed, so I'm, I'm not going too far down the list to get to my dark horse. Okay. Um, but I think they're a team they could probably do all right, and they've been playing better. So um, they're a team I think they could pick pick some pick pick up some games and, and kind of get there. But I really don't see any. I don't see much chance of anybody outside those top three um, at this point. It would really take some pretty big upsets for for somebody other than Virginia, North Carolina, or Duke to win it. All right. Excellent words from Jonathan Leifite, 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital. Well, that will conclude hour one of today's Y'all Show. You sit right there. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we've got hashtag Hullaloo to start hour two. And we'll take it to Nashville. And Precious Harris will have our Nashville Music Spotlight direct from Music Row. All that ahead on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. It's another hour of the Y'all Show here on this hump day as we talk all about Dixie. I'm John Rawl. Our number, 803-816-1170 on the World Wide Web. Check us out at y'all.com. If you want to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. Again, 803-816-1170 is our text number. And email is y'allshow at y'all.com. In just a few minutes here on the All Southern Program, we're going to go straight to Nashville, Tennessee, and be joined by Precious Harris with the Nashville Music Line. Precious, the author of College of Songology. Go to the website collegeofsongology.com to learn all about Precious and the music biz. She'll be our special guest. We've got some great information coming your way, and I think we're going to talk about Trisha Yearwood, Charlie Daniels, and even some kind of California country from the early 70s we'll be talking about. All that in the later portion of this hour. You don't want to miss it here on the Y'all Show. We start off this second hour with hashtag hullabaloo. Yeah, we told you to buckle up. Well, there's a reason for that. It's hashtag hullabaloo time. And our first tweet comes from Lena K at Girl 88 I would think with that handle, she must like the Florida State Seminoles. N-O-L-E-G-I-R-L-8-8. And her profile says, child of the one true king, mom and wife, 
FSU, GWU, UGA, NASCAR, MLB. Learning to surrender daily to God and to be less of a control freak. <laughs> and she also put hashtag band mom. Linda K, you're just putting it all out there, exactly who you are. So we kind of have a, a good idea. Now, here's my question, Linda K. I can get the FSU. Obviously, you must like the Knowles. You must, maybe you went to school there. When you put GWU, well, that could be two schools. And I, I don't know which one it is. Is it George Washington University in Washington, D.C.? Or is it the NCAA tournament bound Gardner Webb Bulldogs out of Bowling Springs, North Carolina? I'm not sure they're university. I think they are. They're either GWU or GWC. But yeah, the Big South champ Gardner Webb running Bulldogs going to the NCAA tournament. But that's not what Lena Kay's promoting here on today's y'all show. She writes in a tweet sometimes. You take a sip of sweet tea and say out loud, thank you, Jesus, and mean it because the tea is that good. Hashtag Southern. Have you had an instance just like Lena Kay's had where you've just wanted to shout out loud, thank you, Jesus, because of a sip of sweet tea? I, a sip's not going to do it for me. I, I've got to, I mean, if it's good, if it's good tea, look out. I'm going to drink a gallon minimum. I love tea. I love sweet tea. And I don't mean to sound like a broken record. Tea's great. Sweet tea is awesome. But perhaps I'm going to Yankee-fy you and say that uh, maybe you may, you need to mix that sweet tea with some unsweet tea and, and have a nice half and half. I promise you, this is something that I always turned my eyebrow up when I heard people say they wanted tea half and half. And I thought, now that person must be from a border state. <laughs> but after you kind of get used to it it really does make a difference every little bit counts and i can tell you because in the first hour of today's show i told you that yesterday i was tortured in the dentist chair with a cavity and they carved that thing out and my dentist told me and i know your dentist has told you the exact same thing stay away from those sweets you can't stay away from sweets your life would be completely useless if you didn't have some kind of sweet to go to it doesn't have to be a lot, just just some. Well, I don't eat ice cream all the time. I don't eat cookies, but I do drink sweet tea or at least half and half tea. And I'm now drinking the Coke Zeros of the world. So I'm, I'm making some changes in my lifestyle. So give me some give me some applause, y'all. But yeah, the point is that I wonder if drinking sweet tea is bad for a a cavity standpoint i don't know if we have any dentist out there let me know let me know doctor uh, because that's the last thing we want to do is tell have dentists go around promoting don't drink sweet tea it's bad for your teeth i can think of much worse things it would have to be worse than sweet tea that would be bad for your teeth uh maybe not tea but we appreciate lena k that and the point is, if you're going to drink tea like I do, you're going to drink more than a sip. You're going to drink a bunch of sweet tea, and hopefully you won't get cavities in the process. Kim Walter is on Twitter. Her handle is at Lanyap's Chef. Hey, that's that's a good term there. We we have our sports Lanyap on Tuesdays, and she's a chef that evidently likes to Lanyap it up. Of course, if you don't know that Cajun term, it means kind of a mixture of everything. And her profile indicates that she's with A3JGroup.com. And 
this is something again i am comfortable being a male but there's certain things about women i just don't understand including some of the fashion terms and so in kim walter's tweet this week she wrote on twitter sitting shoes s-i-t-t-i-n apostrophe sitting shoes it's a southern thing and i'm sorry i didn't know what she was talking about so i called out to our crack research team here at the y'all show hey what are sitting shoes and people looked at me in amazement you don't know what a sitting shoe is no i don't know what a sitting shoe is so in case you are as dumb as i am and you don't know what a sitting shoe is and ladies i'm sure you know but in case you don't know here goes what sitting shoes are and it is women's shoes that cannot be walked in for a greater time than 15 minutes an example would be stilettos i guess high heel shoes in general would be sitting shoes so kim walter had a photo of sitting shoes it's a southern thing out and i'm sorry i thought women i mean to your credit you're tough (laughs) you're especially tough when it comes to your feet and i don't know how any human being could walk around in stilettos much less the other footwear that women have and you know god bless you women are women are tough and i'm I'm all about our southern women but yes yeah, sitting shoes evidently is the term used for these things like stilettos and something you'd probably don't want to slip on a pair of sitting shoes when you're going to go to a football game and you know you're going to walk around for 30 minutes prior to kickoff or <laughs> that's if you park right next to the stadium lord knows you got the cheap lots that you got to walk two miles to the stadium that would not be a good time for sitting shoes but that's a term i learned today so i feel better about myself it's the word of the day on the y'all show sitting shoes and kim walter at lanyaps chef thank you for edumacating us all here on today's y'all show ally is on twitter at truth tree ally t-r-u-t-h-t-r-e-e-a-l-l-i-e and she identifies herself as a polymath polyglot nerd of all trades master of a few using science to improve home improvement well i wonder what's coming up from Allie because she is a polymath she said that she was a polymath okay well here's a big another fancy word for the day we just told you about sitting shoes do you know what polymath is do you really know what polymath the definition is it's a person of wide-ranging knowledge or learning you got some learning well you know about your then you're a polymath and here on the y'all show i try to be a southern polymath uh, maybe i'm not but i try but Allie puts on twitter confession i don't make bacon a whole lot but always save the grease on the counter like my mom if you please i guess i always took it as a cultural thing i have truly embraced my southernness since i came back from appalachia i went to knox thinking it was still and then she put a picture out now evidently Allie's someone who moved away from the south and now she's come back to the south and she's embracing her appalachia or should i say appalachia some people get really upset how you pronounce that one word right there but she's referencing a story that was out on garden and gun and it's a story called the southerner's guide to cooking with bacon grease and how do you handle bacon grease i I haven't cooked bacon 
over the uh, a, a, a griddle or a stove in, in quite some time. But when I did do it, I did it about every two or three days, and it was it was awesome. But I had two negatives working on against me when I was cooking bacon. One was I had a kitchen where I didn't have a vent. So every time you made bacon, boy, you were stuck with that smell in the whole house for at least two days. Now, that's not the worst smell in the world to have, but it, it just it just wouldn't go away. Okay, so that was problem number one when I cooked bacon. Maybe you had a, at least a vent, and I'm venting here on today's y'all show. The second problem I had is, what do you do with that bacon grease? I mean, you can't put it down the drain. It'll clog up your drain. You don't want to have a plumber come out there and make money that they shouldn't be making because you were a, a, a nincompoop and put bacon down the drain. So what I did is I saved apple juice jars, not plastic ones, but the glass jars. I saved I saved jars of salsa that I had used up, and I poured my bacon in those deals, and I often put a paper towel in there too. And it was nasty especially after a couple of days if you kept using it every time you'd open that jar gosh it's it's brutal but that's the only thing i knew to do and then after it would get at least halfway full i would throw the whole jar away now is that redneck it probably is but what was i supposed to do y'all i didn't want to create a fire i didn't want to have my house smell and i didn't want to clog up the drain so if you have a better solution to getting rid of bacon i am all ears but we love our bacon. You know what I ended up doing? It cost a little bit more, but I'm not so sure it it really makes a difference because in the end, you get more bacon. I started using the microwave-style bacon, the ones that are already cooked, and therefore, I didn't have to cook it on the stove. And frankly, if you have even good bacon you put on the stove and you cook the old-fashioned way, those things shrivel down so much, it's like a, a straw, the width of a straw sometimes. And at least the microwave type bacon, it, it stays in its shape and you get a lot of bacon, more bacon for you. And that's that's our, our goal here is to give you plenty of bacon. But Allie, we appreciate that info coming our way as you're a polymath and we're a bacon polymath now. Thanks to you. And last but not least here on today's y'all show, let's find a gif to talk about. And this is something that we need to do more of. We need to find church sign gifs. You know, the messages that churches put out there. Well, this comes to us from Walnut Grove Baptist Church. I don't know where that is, but how about this cool tweet that had a, a gif from the Walnut Grove Baptist Church? Their sign had a big old sign that said, just love everyone I'll sort them out later. God. <laughs> Pretty good. Just love everyone. I'll sort them out later. And that comes to us from God. And that's kind of, that, that that makes sense. That's kind of more of a 21st century spin on what God's feeling is. But yeah, just love everybody and let God do the sorting out when the time is right. And that is hashtag Hallelujah here on this Wednesday. Hope you enjoyed that. Talking about bacon, talking about God and Man, we even had a chance to talk about sitting shoes. That's quite a deal. When we come back, we've got Precious Harris standing by with the Nashville Music Line. What's going on on Music Row, Nashville, Tennessee? Well, Precious will tell us when we come right back on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? 
Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. She comes here a lot She just loves to hear the music and dance K-13 is her favorite song If you play it, you might have a chance Tonight she's only sipping white wine She's friendly and fun-loving most of the time But don't ask her on a straight to keep the night She'll start thinking about him And she's ready to fight Blames her broken heart On every man inside On a straight tequila night Going back to 1991 for that big hit, Straight Tequila Night from John Anderson. And that was a song that kind of relaunched John Anderson into the national picture. That was a number one song from him, and it had been eight years since he had his previous number one. That was back in 83 when he had a number one for Black Sheep. A great song. I'm John Rawl. This is the Nashville Music Spotlight with Precious Harris. And this is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And Precious, just like me, we both love some John Anderson music. Oh, yes. And it, I was, I don't, I don't know if, if you remember. No, that's right. I met you after that. I was John Anderson's intern in 1991. Yeah. At B&A yeah. Records. B&A Records. And they were only been in business about a year. And uh, they were sister label to Arista, which was underneath uh, the sister label to RCA. But uh, as a matter of fact, uh, when a you know interning, uh, if you remember the CD cover or the album cover of Seminole Wind, John had on a beautiful Manuel jacket. Yes, blue, if I'm not mistaken. It's blue. It was definitely blue, and it was hand custom made specifically for John for that album cover and so um i was interning for uh jim delacroce and he made sure every detail was done i remember you know him having meetings he said he's got to look the part if we're going to do this right and you know and sure enough he had a the he did the you know 
the uh, Seminole Wind and the jacket, I think we got a discount because we were a record because he was an artist discount. Yeah. I think between the hat band and the vest, because he gave him a vest and the jacket was like $8,000. Well, that that album cover was for that CD, Seminole Wind, which had five big hits on it. And those included Who Got Our Love, the number one song, Straight to Kill a Night. When it comes to love, when it comes to you, hard time, honey, when it comes to you, the big, the title track, Seminole Wind, went to number two. I don't know how in the world that thing didn't go to number one. And the fifth single from that album was Let Go of the Stone, which was a top 10, all from that 1991, 1992 time frame. Seminole Wind, great, great record. Yeah, 40 years and a new just album, you know, is coming out. So 40 years and still swinging. I thought that was a cute little title. All right, well, let's talk about this segue. You you had me at nudist. Uh, did, is that what you said? Nudist? No, new new two disc album. <laughs> my southern accent. New to disc. You better watch what new you say disc. when you say that phrase. New because it sounds like nudist album. Okay, I well. know. Especially when I, I mean, it sounds like I've you know, have stuck my thumb way too long. Because uh, I was trying to pronounce it pronounce it oh my god listen to that kentucky and let me let me make sure i say it with a little pause in between each of these words this is a new as in like brand new two as in the number two disc as in like cds album a new two disc album coming out called 40 years and still swinging because you have to go back to 1979 when john anderson first kind of made his name in country music with some great music and and now 40 years later we're getting out this record in fact what's the very first kind of hit for john anderson it was 1979's your lion blue eyes was number 15 his first top 10 was 1959 an awesome song oh yes and also i was there when money in the bank mm-hmm. the songwriter came in and pitched it to the a and r guy there and um that would be john gerard uh yes and uh of course john is he's passed on now but he's a wonderful wonderful songwriter mm-hmm. uh but i'll never forget another songwriter came in and played him a song that they were looking for songs for john anderson's you know the next record and he played him alibis and i remember the a and r guy and i won't mention any names he goes i just don't think that's a hit he said let me play you a hit and i remember him playing money in the bank which was really funny because he took the song straight over to Tracy Lawrence and he cut it and the rest is history. The title of the second record, which helped him uh, command his platform and his career in country music today with that second record peaking at number, I think it peaked at number two on the record chart. So that's a little trivia, inside trivia for you. Yeah. Uh, John Gerard, a great songwriter. He co-wrote that Money in the Bank and a bunch of other big hits. He was from Gainesville, Georgia, and he died sadly at the age of 47 back in 2001. Hard to believe it's been that long, but he had diabetes or he had other major health problems throughout his, his life and had a real rough go of it. He had his legs amputated and such and died of respiratory failure back in 2001. John Gerard, look it up. He had a slew of hits for Alabama, Don Williams and more. In fact, I remember when that song was even cut from John Anderson. I had a friend of mine who you and I both know was friends with John Gerard and he came back to Charleston, South Carolina. And when we were in college, he had befriended John Gerard and said, man, he just wrote this song for John Anderson. It's going to be in those, on his new CD. It's called money in the bank and it's great. And guess what? <laughs> he was right. It was great. 
It was great. It was. And it's so funny. It just goes to show that the right the right song finds the right artist if it's a great song. Yeah. Well, you know, John Anderson, the new CD, forty years and still swinging, and that should be. Is that out now or is it about to come out? Uh, I think it's about to come out. Okay. I think he. Had- he, I think it was released last week. I think. Okay. If I remember my 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 press release correctly, yeah, it should be out there. So hopefully, check all the Spotify's and iTunes and all the digital retail outlets, and I'm sure you can find it. It's going to be fun because I've heard they've really done it special. I've been working on it for months. I love the way John Anderson sings. I also love the way John Anderson, a Florida native, by the way. I like the way he talks. He's just got a great voice. If I could grow up he to have does. a voice like his, man, I'd be I'd be set. I know he does. He sure does. And you know, there's another. Uh, there's a, actually speaking of Southern people in Gainesville, Georgia. There's another little girl from Jane. Well, she's not little anymore from Georgia, but she she used to have a Southern accent, but she slowly had gotten rid of it. Uh, Who's that? And her Precious Harris. No, Trish. I'm from Kentucky. But <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. Uh, Trisha Yearwood yep. had a, a little media party tonight, and unfortunately, I was tied up and could not attend. Ah. Uh. Uh-huh. But she today is celebrating today as the 20th anniversary member of the Grand Ole Opry. Well, how about that? Yeah, so it's actually next Thursday, but she played tonight. Okay. Trisha Yearwood from Monticello, Georgia. And, man, she came on the scene with She's in Love with a Boy and What a Voice. And then she saddled up with a guy named Garth Brooks. I guess that turned out to be okay. Oh, yes. She was actually, tomorrow's the third, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, today's the 13th. Today is Wednesday, so she joined the Opry by Porter Wagner, invited her to be an Opry member on March 13th, 1999. Hmm. So, you know, and of course, Trisha, she is really true country to the bone, from her cooking to the way she, you know, views life to just her, the the Southern Belle. She is the epitome of a Southern Belle. But uh, it's the reason why it's told this is so special for her is because that um she uh she was talking about her 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 opry album her mother came to the opry on her senior class trip and she wrote in her diary about seeing hank snow and hawkshaw hawkins and all those people so when i was inducted as a member of the opry she said in 1999 she said she brought her diary and got hank snow to sign it (laughs) so it's not only about me it's all about my whole family so I thought that was really, really a cool little, what I call for, full circle moment for Miss Yearwood. Yeah, Trish Yearwood. Uh, wow, what a, a great thing. And a lot of people, if you haven't been keeping up with Trisha Yearwood in the last decade or so, we know that she married Garth. She, We know that she and Garth lived in Oklahoma. But you're telling me, as a kind of spy on all things Goodlettsville, Tennessee, that those two actually are in Goodlettsville most of the time, which is just north of Nashville. Yes. Exactly. They actually not live about three miles from the house. Your but, house. Uh, my house, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What happened is uh, once the girls got grown, actually, I think, uh, uh, you know, they got grown and got older. I think he's got one married, he's got a grandbaby, and he's got one that's doing music. And, you know, they're all over the age of 18. So he ended up coming back here, you know, because he, he said he's going to, he did what he said he was going to do. He's going to get off the road and raise his kids which is what he did. And they moved back here because he's always loved Goodlettsville. He used to work at the boot store up here when he first came to town. And it's so funny. My husband went to get a haircut the other day at Great Clips. And uh, <laughs> No, 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 no. Don't tell me Garth Brooks goes to Great Clips. Yes. you got to be kidding me. No, she said, you just missed Garth. She said he was in her got his haircut. 
And of course, she was so excited that she <laughs> she did a little bit extra on my husband's hair, so he cannot talk about Garth while he's going to Great Clips. Just saying. Uh, did he ask for the Garth Brooks special there at Great Clips? <laughs> yeah, she actually she was talking about how how he's just down to earth. Wait a minute, so, are you telling me Garth Brooks has hair? Yes, he has hair. <laughs> well, he keeps it hidden under that hat most of the time. But yeah, I think he's still got some some follicles yeah. there. Yeah, bits and bobs. Yeah. All right. Well, see, I don't get up to that high rent district in Goodlettsville all that often, so I'll I'll have to go check out the Great Clips sometime. Garth Brooks goes to Great Clips. That's our breaking story here on today's Y'all Show. We're talking with Precious Harris. Always fun to find out what's going on in, in the world of Precious. Hey, we've been talking about these country greats, Trisha Yearwood, John Anderson, and man, we've got some country greats and some hit makers of the day that are all going to be part of the Academy of Country Music Awards. And the lineup has just been announced. Precious, do tell. It will. Of course, you know, I have to start off with my Kentucky boys, Brothers Osborne. Um, and then we've got Kane Brown and Little Big Town. We've got Reba, of course. She's the host. And we've got Marin Morris. And my, one of my, it's actually, which is really crazy, is my former intern's college roommate, Thomas Fred. Yeah. And uh, Kane, uh, Miranda Lambert, almost forgot her, whoopsie-daisy, uh, Chris Stapleton, and none other than Mr. George Strait. So now these are people I mentioned are all doing live performances, live performances. Mm -hmm. So it should be, I don't know if it's going to be really close to what you've seen. If the couple of them that got to perform at the Grammys. Uh, But the one thing that I did not see, I was looking forward to see him sing is Luke Combs. So, uh, because I have, you know, I've got a couple of kids writing in that circle that's around him, uh, songwriting. And so I was hoping to see him on here, but you know, you, you can't beat brothers Osborne and I'm only five foot two. Yeah. And Marin Morris is tinier than me. No way. Yeah, she's about five foot one. With I mean, with her heels on, she's probably five foot three. But she is the tiniest, cutest little thing ever. So, uh, so that's why she looks so big to her husband Ryan Hurd. I mean, why he looks so big and she's so little because he's like six foot four and she's like five foot one. I just want so, to take that nose ring out of her and go fishing with it sometime. You, you, <laughs> you sound like my dad, Chevy, Chevy, Chevy. I mean, I'm sorry. Nose rings don't belong in country music. And I know that there's other folks out there that have them too, but uh, I just don't like them. Yeah. Well, my dad about had a hissy fit when he saw my little cousin who was on Team Blake uh, had an arm sleeve tattooed. I thought he was going to go through the roof. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I said, Dad, that's what they do now. Well, yeah. well I'm still you know, mad the guys get earrings. I'm still. I'm still upset that people like Barry Bonds had earrings in baseball back in the 80s. So I'm just a curmudgeon. I'm sorry. This is the Y'all Show. By the way, that 54th Academy of Country Music Awards will air on April 7th from Las Vegas. It's going to be at the MGM Grand Garden Arena there in Vegas. And it will be on the CBS Television Network on Sunday, April 7th, the Academy of Country Music Awards. Now, Precious, i got to ask you. Because there was a time that the ACMs were kind of a second-tier award show. Are they on the same level or maybe even have surpassed the Country Music Association Awards, in your opinion? Well, in my opinion, being a member of both, um, what what happened is they were – they had actually – this is what I heard from a story handed down, is that the CMA didn't really want to leave the East Coast – and so they wanted an award, sh- uh, wanted an award show for more of the 
for the West Coast. And so they ended up doing it uh, just to spread the love, so to speak. And they've been going a while. And, of course, uh, one of the founders of the uh, ACMs, his son is actually a publisher to one of my clients, my former clients. So, um, like I said, it's very, you know, they they got it spot on. You know, it's uh, so Nashville's got it here in the, the east side. And, of course, the west side of the United States is the Las Vegas. Yeah. Now, it's going to be at 7 o'clock on that Sunday, April the 7th. But uh, one of the people I wanted to mention about the Academy of Country Music was uh, Marin Morris. And uh, I forgot to tell you all ago, you know, she's just finished up her sophomore album. And, uh, you know, she's been touring heavy and been, you know, on the Grammys, performed on the Grammy show. But she actually w- scored the biggest for just the one-day sales for a country album debut on Apple Music that has been held since Carrie Underwood, which was her last uh, last year's record, Cry Pretty Album, which had all the buzz about it because it was her first record since the accident. She was expecting a baby and pregnant, and just everything was just moving at a very fast pace in her life. Hmm. But it was really strange that Marin Morris had 400,000 more streams to break that record than Carrie did. So it was quite a big of a big uh, span to uh, to break that record with Carrie. Well, we but, uh, are, are thrilled for this Texas songstress, Marin Morris, and Precious. I don't want to be labeled a sexist here on the Y'all Show, so I'm, sca- I'm scared to even give the name of her sophomore album. It's spelled capital G, capital I, capital R, capital L. I'll let you do the honors. What's the name of this album? Girl. Okay. Well, there and you I go. have her little taste of it. A friend of mine let me hear it. I can't tell you how it is, but it's very much, the, it's, it's a little bit more pop than country is all I'm going to say. Oh, that's not good. We want to keep it country now. Music Row, what's wrong with all those three people there? Hey, I'm going to brag. I don't know about you, but I just got sent today a link to listen to the brand new album coming out from George Strait, Honky Tonk Time Machine. It's coming out March 29th. Have you had a chance to listen to any of the songs off this thing? No, but I had two songs on hold for the record, which is pretty happy for me. I love that part. All right. Good good stuff. It's got 13 tracks on it, including a remake of the old Johnny Paycheck song, Old Violin, and it's got the latest single that's out right now, God and Country Music. And that's the new CD from George Strait, the king of country music, coming out March 29th. And like I said, hey, I got the email today. I can listen to it, but darn it, Precious, I can't share it. They won't let you download this stuff anymore. You have to like listen to it in stream form only. And you, you can't really yeah. you can't really cheat and keep it for yourself. No, and what they do, I always try to support the songwriters. But you know, if I'm going to listen to it, I might as well go ahead and download it and keep it because yeah. you know, I mean, George is probably one of those uh, people that, and those artists that when they sing, you listen to the record, you're probably going to download it because he has taken a long, long time. And I can't even give you the date. Somebody was talking about the other day, but it's been quite, quite a while since he's had a full-length album out. So I'm excited to hear and see some of the writers on it because I actually had a couple of songs that was considered for the record from my songwriter. So Good. I'm excited to hear it. Well, yeah. I'm excited. I'm super excited. We will continue our discussion with Precious after the break. Stay tuned. We've got info on two greats from country music's history, Travis Tritt and the Charlie Daniels Band. You don't want to miss that. But before we hit the commercial break, here's a trivia question. 
Which pop folk rock band made their debut at the Grand Ole Opry back on March 15th in 1968, 51 years ago? And when they made that Opry debut, they were booed and heckled with shouts of tweet, tweet, and get a haircut. I guess they didn't go to the same place Garth Brooks went before they <laughs> showed up there at the Grand Ole Opry. We'll have the answer to that question when we come back, back here on The Y'all Show. And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Oh, Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. Music it up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Hey, there's another song from 1991. In the previous segment, we played a little John Anderson music for you here. Well, that was a single out by an act called the Desert Rose Band. One of my favorites in country music was that band. That wasn't necessarily one of their biggest songs. Their big songs were a few years before that with Summer Wind, I Still Believe You Knew, and She Don't Love Nobody were some of the great songs from this California-originated band, the Desert Rose Band. But Precious, I'm playing a little DRB here on today's Y'all Show. We've got Miss Harris joining us direct from Music Row here in our Nashville Music Line Spotlight. By the way, Precious, you can find out all about the music biz by getting her book, College of Songology. Go to College of Songology. Dot com to learn about Precious and learn about the biz, and you'll be so excited. The trivia question we asked before the commercial break, which pop folk rock band made their debut at the Grand Ole Opry on March 15, 1968, and when they appeared, they were booed and heckled with shouts of tweet, tweet, and get a haircut. Precious, I want to know the answer to this. Well, it's so funny you should, the answer is, actually has a little connection to the Desert Rose band that you just played. But it was it was one of my favorite bands, even though I'm an old soul, The Birds. Oh, The Birds, which really weren't a country music band, but they were influenced by country music and bluegrass in a big way. And Chris Hillman of The Birds, 
was went on to become a founding member of the Desert Rose Band. That's the reason we played the Desert Rose Band here on today's Y'all Show. Yes, so. and I tell you, um, they actually released, um, and they, of course, I don't understand the animosity, but I mean, they even like booed Elvis Presley. So, I mean, you know, I can't really go by the audience of that time. I guess it was what you called the word, uh, and I'll use it very loosely, old-fashioned people mm-hmm. in the audience. But uh, but they released, actually, they released in a releasing Sweethearts of the Rodeo, and it actually was widely, widely regarded as written up in Rolling Stone as the first album marketed as a country rock album. Yeah, the Birds had some good music. And Chris Hillman yeah. di- did and still does have some good music. Precious on lonely, boring days sometimes. I Google Chris Bird and I find on YouTube some great videos of him at some of these guitar conventions. And he's represented by some guitar line. And there's some good YouTube videos of him doing acoustic performances. And, man, he tells the stories, of course, in those early 70s when the Birds were out making music. Of course, Chris Hillman of California was part of this band and they were all tied in to graham parsons and emmylou harris was all part of that same kind of group and 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 you can hear chris hillman relay those stories that he was right there in the mix as a member of the birds oh yeah like i said i actually i have a lot of my my 60s music soft rock and you know some of the things is like probably takes about 70 percent of my music collection because I was, you know, I was born in '62, but I just grew up loving it. Because my parents had everything from the Happy Goodmans to Percy Sledge, and everything from Elvis Presley to the Rolling Stones. You know, yeah. So um, I had a, I was lucky enough that my parents just, you know, loved music, and we had got to listen to everything. So, um, Precious, was, do you want me to say something that's going to make you feel old? Do you want to feel I old? Oh, yeah, I want to feel old. I got a new haircut. Yes, make me feel old. Do you know what this year, specifically the summer, marks the 50th anniversary of? Yeah, uh, Country Radio Seminar. No, well, come on. Woodstock. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's right. Oh, I've seen some pictures on the internet. Oh, Lord, child. <laughs> Nobody knows what country radio seminar is. They all do because we've been playing a lot of interviews from that here on the on the y'all show. But yeah, this is Woodstock's 50th anniversary. In fact, the other day I ran into a woman who's going around the country promoting the 50th anniversary of that event, and it's going to be a much bigger deal. They've tried to have like 30th anniversaries, 35th anniversaries, and they've all seemed to evaporate. But a lot of the key people that are still alive are going to be participating in that. I don't want to give it a whole lot of publicity because we're all about country music here in this spotlight. But in case you like that kind of era of music, Woodstock's 50th anniversary, it takes place this summer. And all you who want to go get a blanket and hang out in upstate New York, Here's your early warning. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a million people. Imagine that. Now, what kills me is that we're going to park a million cars. Yeah. Just saying. Just Let, let's, talk, let's talk about some folks that I would go sit on a blanket and listen to any day of the week. Travis Tritt and the Charlie Daniels Band have kicked off their 2019 Outlaws and Renegades Tour with special guest the Cadillac 3. I need to know more about this, Precious. Well, the Cadillac 3, actually, one of the guys in the band is actually married to one of my one of my, um, one of of my my mentors for my music clients at ASCAP. Okay. And they, uh, they, they were on a, they were on Big Machine record label, 
I just can't remember if they're on the Valerie end of it or the other record label, but it's they're sort of like on the edge of Americana, but they are incredible live. Cadillac 3 is just amazing live. I got to see them. Uh, they showcased them a couple of years ago, uh, you know, during radio seminar. You know, you hear the rumbles and stuff. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. But they, when they took the stage, everybody quit talking and was facing the stage. And, of course, also supporting them was a good friend of me and my husband's, uh, Doug Gray, who's the lead singer, one of the original only founding members left of the Marshall Tucker Band. And then, of course, uh, also Love and Theft. And they're supposed to be setting, uh, set to appear on some select shows. Now, their manager's, up, their manager's office is literally upstairs from my office. Yeah. So if I play my music too loud, he knows about it. So just saying. So manager uh, upstairs, give us the hookup. We want to see this performance of Travis Tritt, the Charlie Daniels Band, Cadillac 3. Are there really three of them, by the way? There is three, actually. There really is. Okay. Not a Kentucky 3, which is like two <laughs> and, and and also you have and in select appearances doug gray as you said of the marshall tucker band and love and theft they've got a tour going on that's going to include stops in richmond virginia chattanooga and myrtle beach and this tour runs through august 25th you can find out more information on this tour by visiting the great website charlie daniels.com and is Charlie still blogging? Do you know if he still does that? Because Charlie was on the forefront of getting out on the World Wide Very, Web and, and s- speaking his mind. Yes. Well, I, I know he still does some stuff on Instagram, and um, I don't think he Twitters as much as he used to, but he's still very active on his social media stuff. That there's, uh, I mean, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty uh, savvy when it comes to stuff like that, which I was surprised, but he is. And then, uh, of course, uh, uh, now, if it's, uh, I was going to tell you about this tour, Myrtle Beach, that's where Doug Gray lives. Actually, he lives in Myrtle's Inlet, about yeah, it's just 15 minutes south, south, south of Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to, we may just do that that date. I may call up Love and Fest manager and say, hey, can you get me a couple of tickets to go to the Charlie Daniels thing uh, in Myrtle Beach? Yeah. Darn good seafood restaurants there in Myrtle's Inlet, South Carolina. Well, since it is March 13th, let me shout out some good music history Precious has compiled here. On this date, back in 1975, George Jones, the possum, and the queen of country music, Tammy Wynette, divorced after six years of marriage. I wonder if they wrote a song about that. On this date in 1987, George Strait's seventh album, Oceanfront Property, was the first one to debut as number one on the country album charts. And in 2012, just seven years ago, Lady Annabellum on this date went to number one on the country album chart with On the Night, which also won a Grammy for Best Country Album at the 54th Grammy Awards. So some good country music trivia. This week's birthdays, you got over the weekend Paul Overstreet, native of Mississippi. He's got a birthday. Also, you have from Thompson Square, Kiefer Thompson. You also have over the weekend Charlie Pride. He's going to turn, what, 81 years old this weekend. And Philip Sweet of Little Big Town is celebrating his 45th birthday all this weekend. So good information brought to us from the mouth of Music Row, Precious Harris. Thank you very much, madam. You're very, very welcome. I look forward to next week because uh, I got some uh, little uh, insight into Ten Pan South, which is the second largest songwriters festival in the United States. So uh, I've got all access passes and some media passes. So I'm pretty excited about that. So I'll be able to give you some insight and hopefully uh, 
and get you help uh, set up. Like, let's do some fun stuff with some of these that we all dearly love. When is that going to be, Precious? It's uh, it, The kickoff party is March 25th, but it runs March 26th through the 30th. Okay. Uh, they're expecting, I think, 11,000 people here. They are sold out for the facts access passes okay uh where you just get to go on your pass but uh they've got over 300 performers and i think in 11 different venues and there's some pretty big country stars who are also songwriters that's going to be making some great appearances um as a matter of fact one of my uh kids that writes in my office is going to be singing at the bluebird with tony arada who wrote the dance and she's going to be performing a song called uncommon man that she wrote with one of my clients in our writer's room whoa yeah and her name is dallas remington so i'm pretty excited about that so we got some good stuff coming up the last week in march for that and we will have it all covered right here on the y'all show by the way precious if 10 pan south's the second largest songwriting festival what in the world is the first key west key west okay yeah that's what i think yeah it's a toss-up now because frank brown's claiming they're bigger and so there's several across the Key West is the one that is like the most that is not. I think there are like a couple of thousand more attends that one than the tens ours. Well, Key West is in the y'all footprint, so I can't wait to go cover that here real soon. Precious, oh, thank you very much. It's Precious Harris, College of Songology.com, Nashville Music Line. Thank you very much, ma'am. You're very welcome, and you have a blessed day today on this Wednesday day. We will do that. And that will conclude our Y'all Show. Thank y'all for listening. We will be right back here with an all-new Y'all Show tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. This has been the show that's all about the South. This is Y'all. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 7575. That's promo code 7575 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When you're always on the go, what would you prefer? An office phone system? Hey, it's Rochelle. Sorry I missed you earlier, had an errand to run, but I'm back in the office, so give me a call when you get this. Or one that works on your cell phone. No hardware needed, courtesy of Grasshopper. Oh, one sec, it's a business call. Hi, this is Rochelle with WayForward Partners. How can I help? There's no contest. 
put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Woo! Let's get crazy! In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in! Come on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.